Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Day one of COP27 and the new Montreal Economic Institute report says capping energy sector emissions, which is what the Trudeau government intends to do by 2030 to 2019 levels, would cost the Canadian economy a minimum of $44.8 billion a year and possibly more than $73 billion and accomplish nothing for climate because other nations will very quickly just fill in the gap that uh, Canada will have created under that scenario. Just think about this, $44.8 to $73 billion annually. Renaud Brossard is the Senior Director of Communications for the Montreal Economic Institute. Mr. Brossard, thank you very much for the time. Um, so, so capping energy emissions is something we, uh, according to your report, cannot pragmatically afford and would be pointless as far as creating net reduction in global emissions is concerned. Um, so, yeah, let's pick up with that. Just start there, please. I'm, I'm sorry, you were cutting out for the last uh, for the last part of your question. Uh, can you repeat, please? Yeah, I don't think it was me. Is we? <laughs> the, the, the radio station signal doesn't cut out. <laughs> but That's fair. Let's we'll do the best we can. So uh, I, I said that capping energy emissions is something that we cannot pragmatically afford in Canada, and your report points out it would be pointless as far as creating net reduction in global emissions is concerned. Just pick up on that, please. Oh, absolutely. Well, the fact is, uh, Canada's energy industry is mostly an, an export industry. Uh, you know, we're the fourth largest producer of oil, uh, but only the 39th largest uh, consumer. Uh, so we do have to uh, export quite a bit of it. Uh, so if we are to cap uh, oil and gas emissions and therefore, I mean, effectively cap production, uh, in a global market, it's very easy for other nations to pick up the slack. And I, I don't think there's Anyone who doubts that Russia or Iran or Venezuela would have, would have any qualms about uh, picking up the slack for uh, Ottawa's decision to cut our uh, our own production. I looked at one uh, one aspect of your report. It's just a mm-hmm. it's a box on the page that catches your attention, and boy, did it catch my attention! Despite the five point four one six trillion dollars invested in the energy transition since two thousand and four. Fossil fuels still represent 84% of the primary energy used worldwide. I had no idea. Well, they, they do, and the fact is, there's there's a lot, there's a big transition in this, in what fossil in what fossil fuels uh, we're using. Uh, but the fact is, there's still a growing use of uh, very very damaging fossil fuels like coal, for instance. Uh, what Canada can do. Uh, especially with our energy industry out west, is to try and progressively replace some of the more damaging fuels with something that's progressively like dam- less damaging like oil or clean-burning natural gas. So there's a lot of opportunities for Canada to actually help. And let's be clear, 
there is something that needs to be done for the, for the climate. Uh, but we cannot solve the issue in Canada uh, and solve it for Canada alone. We need to have a global approach. We need to act globally. And simply reducing our production when another country is going to pick up the slack and do it in our place is not going to help anybody. Yeah, there's no loyalty involved when it comes to money. And Canadian Energy, as your report points out, uh, energy industry mainly is an export industry. So if we don't supply it uh, externally, the other countries who used to get it from us, they'll just say, well, we'll get it somewhere else. And they will get it elsewhere, as you pointed out. Oh, absolutely, they will. And the thing is, I I don't know about you, but I much prefer to know what the regulations are. Uh, behind the energy that I consume, uh, uh, behind the production of mm-hmm. the energy that I consume. And Canada has some of the strictest environmental laws. Uh, Canada's energy industry has also been getting greener and greener with every passing year because they, they understand that they need to do their part. Uh, but we don't have the same level of uh, environmental regulations in places like Venezuela or in Nigeria or in Russia. So there's a very real risk. Uh, that ironically, by trying to cap our oil and gas emissions and effectively cutting down our production, as the Liberal government is, uh, is suggesting, we're just going to basically export it to places where it's a little bit more polluting to produce that same exact barrel of oil. Yeah, we've done very well, actually, in cutting back on uh, polluting, and the, so as the uh, the oil sands have done a good job on, on that. Now, you point out there's also an issue of fairness. Emissions, whether they're Alberta oil sands originating or a Montreal private jet manufacturer, impact the climate the same way. But Ottawa is targeting only or largely the Canadian energy sector. What does that say to your Montreal Economic Institute? <laughs> Well, honestly, what we're what we're focused on here is what the results are going to be, and uh, I, I think that that phrase says it all. Because a, a ton of greenhouse gas, whether it gets emitted to manufacture a private jet with Bombardier or uh, to to produce a new uh, a new car at the auto plant in Oshawa, uh, or to produce a barrel of oil, it has the exact same impact. So treating it differently is not going to help. Uh, what makes a lot of those systems work when you try and cap uh, emissions is because when you can you can benefit uh, from from different industries trying to go at it in a different way. But by simply focusing on one industry, as the federal uh, government is is proposing right now, it is not going to help anybody because the gains in that industry are going to be roughly the same for every single player. Yeah. It's not going to be one company out there that figures out how to make. Uh, you know, a 50% less polluting barrel of oil than all the other ones. Uh, they're using roughly the same technology. They're, uh, they're, they're innovating. They're getting greener, but roughly at the same pace. Okay, let me ask uh, you one more question. Yeah. We have about 45 seconds here. How did you arrive at the $44.8 billion to $79.3 billion cost of the Canadian economy if the Trudeau uh, plan were to be carried through? So the 44.8, uh, that's assuming that the, uh, the progressive greening of, the, of uh, the production of a barrel of oil continues under the same pace. So that's about 12% greener by 2030. Uh, but the cuts that are being asked by the, the Trudeau government would be about a 47% cut in production. So using that 12%, uh, the 12% greener versus the, the, the cuts, we're arriving at about 44.8 billion in cost of the Canadian economy. But if if uh, this this march towards greener oil doesn't continue, uh, then yeah, we're looking at the seventy three billion minimum cost uh, to the Canadian economy, and these are these are huge numbers. Yeah, they are. And this is not, and it's 
this money could serve to help our healthcare system, our education sure. system. Uh, so it would be much better if it was in Canadian's pocket. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.